This is of the Blue Jays Way podcast. I am your host, Curtis Martin, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Prosek. We are back from our break, at least temporarily, because, you know, a lot of things have happened in the baseball world, including a lockout, which we will get to on this episode, but we kind of want to start a little bit light, and in that sense, we got to catch up a little bit with the audience, Tyler. How's it been going? Pretty good. Semester's almost over. That's all that matters. Baseball is not happening right now. There's a lockout, and I'm sad. Um, I think we'll we won't uh, number this episode, but we'll call it lockout edition, um, pain sadness edition. Um, but you we know. can't call it we can't call it sad boy hours because that was one of our other podcast names. Yeah, exactly. No, but like, yeah, the the flurry of signings before this is gonna keep me happy until hopefully it ends. But I mean, if it goes past january then i don't know if my sadness will ever will ever go away but you know i'm good how are you man (laughs) as long as baseball starts on time i'll be fine i'm a little bit brain dead from all the schoolwork i've had to do over the last two weeks but other than that you know i'm doing solid but if you got if you're new to this podcast which you might be because i guess this is technically the first episode of season two of the blue jays away podcast you know that we are a Blue Jays podcast and the Blue Jays have done a lot in a, in a little time, considering that the offseason's only been around for one month, as opposed to last offseason where nothing happened for, I don't know, like three, three and a half months, it seemed like. So I guess we'll just get right into it. And let's look at what the Jays have done so far this offseason. And that is, first of all, extend uh, Jose, Jose Brios. To a big contract, a huge number. Um, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know that me and Tyler have differing opinions on Jose Brios. But uh, Tyler, I just want your initial thoughts on the signing and what you think it means for the Jays moving forward. My complete and utter trust is in Shatkins. Um, I'm very, very, very happy. Seven years, 131 million. I think that's a really good number for... Uh, um uh front front of the rotation kind of guy and i know we're talking about the barrios signing but the gosman signing complements it very very well um that front of the rotation looks just so good for the next five years at least um as gosman will be around for five years uh barrios around for seven more um it's just exciting man like like that that extension was the start of I think their push for the World Series last year. George Springer, you know, that's like okay, playoffs. Like we're really hoping to get to the playoffs. Uh, traded for Barrios a little too late. Not that you know you could have got him earlier, but you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, no, it just feels like a step into the right direction. Um, looking at our projected lineup, I'm kind of like okay we cannot be done in free agency. Like there are still holes to fill uh, at, you know, third base. You're getting ahead of me, Tyler. Okay. You're, sorry. Getting, you're getting ahead of me, but stuff like that. Anyways, um, overall Barrios, very happy. It makes the rotation look very, very good. Um, and I'm very pleased uh, w- with the dollar amount that uh, we have there. See, I'm not going to be pessimistic. Okay. So I think I do need to address something to start off. Uh, as many people know, which I've already kind of referred to uh, earlier in this episode, like Lily minutes ago, I was not a big f- fan of the Jose Brios trade when it happened. Tyler, Tyler knows this. Our audience knows this. I was not a big fan of the trade. I thought we gave up a lot of prospects, a lot of good prospects too for Jose Brios. But I think it's not a, not a bad trade now that we looked at, we, at the fact that we have him for seven more years. I think I said at the time and the fact that my mind might be changed by the fact that we re-sign him. But I think the fact that we have him for uh, seven more years is just one of those things that it's great. 
do I love the number? I think the number's fine. I think it I, I would have liked it a little bit lower because at the I think he's around 21 million, 22 million dollars a season. He's getting paid right now. He's in the top 12 pitchers in the league and pay, which you know, his numbers have been good, but I don't think they've been like, you know, front of the line good numbers. So I think what we're paying for him or we're what we're paying for basically is the fact that you know he's gonna take the ball every five days and you know he's gonna give you a good outing. And that's all you can ask for out of a pitcher, especially someone like Jose Barrios, who at least me personally thinks he'll slot in at the two or three spot of the of this rotation going into next season with, you know, the aforementioned uh, Kevin Gosman uh, probably taking over that top role. But I see, I was a, I was still a, I'm still a huge Austin Martin fan as a prospect. So it still hurts me to see that we gave him up in that deal. But, you know, I think it's a, it's a good deal. Like it's a good signing. Like You can't be upset with it. Like coming from the guy that loves to hate on Jose Brios, I can't be upset at this signing. Like there's nothing bad about it. It just solidifies basically their whole rotation besides Hunjin Ryu, who has two more years left on his contract. Um, so I I can't hate on the signing, and we've already talked to him, so we're gonna segue into Kevin Gosman. Uh, the Blue Jays picked up Kevin Gosman from the Giants. He he was, I would argue, one of the best pitchers in the NL last year with the Giants. Was the main reason why the Giants were where they were. I mean, they went up against a tough opponent in the Dodgers early on, which you know you could argue that the MLB playoffs are flawed and that. That should never happen that early in the playoffs. And maybe, you know, in another scenario, the Giants could have won the World Series, could have gone farther. But Tyler, can you just give me your thoughts on the Kevin Gosman signing and uh, how you think this overall rotation's rounding out? Maybe afterwards we'll give our, you know, one through five where we think the rotation is right now. But just for now, maybe talk about the Gosman signing. Yeah, um, I, I mentioned a little bit before. Um, the dollar value, I think, is fantastic. $110 million for five years. Um, that's around, I think, 21, 22 million, 23, maybe. It's in that ballpark. Uh, <laughs> ballpark. Um, but um, no, I think it was great. Um, I watched his press conference. Uh, it seems he came here because he thought they're the team that has the best shot at a World Series next year. Um, that was willing to give him the money, um, which is a really, I think, confidence booster for the team, and especially right before the lockout where players have time to think about where they want to go. Um, I think that was great for the Jays, uh, seeing a player of his uh, caliber. And, you know, he's been around the league. He's seen a bunch of different teams uh, say all that, po- uh, all that positive um, stuff about the Jays is really, really important. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's great. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it, but um, as for the rotation itself, um, I, I'm happy with it. Like if we went into the year with the rotation right now, um, I, I'd be pleased with it. Cause right now we're looking at, uh, Gosman, Brios, Ryu, Manoa, and then either Pearson or Stripling. Um, and if, if we were to start the season today, I'd be happy. I'd be happy with that rotation. Our starting lineup, not so much, but you know, we'll get into it. Um, but, um, that rotation is a good major league rotation. That'll get us. You know, that that is a playoff playoff rotation. I'm not saying I'd go in the playoffs and I would um, put Ross Stripling out as a starter because I definitely would not do that. But where it stands right now, I'm comfortable with our rotation uh, in, in our pursuit of the playoffs. Let's just leave it at that. Sorry, I was eating a Tim Beeb, which nice. side note, they are amazing. I Hashtag love them. Not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored by Tim Hortons. But I don't know, like it's, I just want to take us back to 2019 for a second and look at this rotation. Our biggest thing was the Blue Jays don't have pitching. Yeah. That was their biggest weakness. Mm -hmm. And this front office in the last, what, 18, maybe 20 months? Yeah. Has completely changed that. Yeah. They've done a really, really good job. Sure. Have they thrown out a shit ton of money for the starting rotation? Yes, it is a lot of money, 
But also, look at how much money the Texas Rangers have spent on their infield this offseason. Half a billion dollars. Which we might get into a little bit later. But I think that it's also kind of funny. I want to bring up the fact that it, it was reported by Ben Nicholson-Smith that Kevin Gosman did turn down more money from the Mariners. I'm pretty sure it was. From the Mets. Oh, was it the Mets? Sorry. Yeah. It was yeah. either the Mariners or the Mets because they were both in on him as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of interesting. I think it's showing like a turn. Like, I think, you know, from all the comments that Semyon said, I mean, obviously he, we can talk about this later. He didn't come back. But I think it shows that Toronto is now becoming a very highly desirable destination. Destination to, franchise now, yeah. To play. It's, and it's not even just about the players. I think people are realizing that this is a great city to live in. This is a great atmosphere. And the fan base is amazing in Toronto, which he also mentioned, uh, you know, having been on the other side of things in the Jays most recent uh, playoffs, which I thought was great. Yeah. And I also love the fact that, you know, having been a Colorado guy, same as Roy Halliday, that he's going to pay tribute to Roy and wear his number, which is great. But also... I kind of thought that they retired his number personally. They, they did. They retired 32, but he's wearing 34, which you wore in Philly. Right. Okay. So I think that uh, it's just a great signing. Like he, he is an ace. I think this is the first time we've had an ace since the guy we just mentioned, like maybe Hajin Ryu, you could argue was an ace. Kind 2020, of. He definitely was. He was unreal in 2020. But I think this is like, a guy that, you know, he can go out there. He has three pitches that, you know, really fool hitters, especially that splitter, which was a big topic of conversation between the writers and Gosman in his press availability and, and in all the writing that we've seen since the signing was announced. So it'll be interesting to see that splitter work because I'm not going to lie. I don't stay up that late to watch many uh, West Coast games, but I'm really excited to see what he can do once you know, we get back on the field once spring training opens up, once he's in the Rogers Center. So I think that's really exciting. And I think he's just, he is that piece that we needed in the rotation. Yeah. Um, right now, because we're on the topic of rotation, opening day against the Tampa Bay Rays on April 4th, I believe it is a Monday. Who's your opening day starter? Gosman. Gosman? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I, um, yeah, I think you, you give out that fat contract for, for the big fish, uh, pitcher on the market. Uh, I think it definitely has to be Gosman, but who knows? We'll see what happens in spring. Um, but I, I have my tickets to that game already. I bought them the day they came out. Um, so I'm are pretty they, hyped. Are, so wait, is the first games they're playing at Toronto? Uh, yeah. The first, they- uh, I know that's their home opener. I don't know. Here, I'll check. I don't know if it's their first game, but I know it's their home opener, obviously. Anyways, what I wanted to get into next is what we think the rotation is going to look like one to five. Mm. I think we might put uh, like the Yahtzee logo at number five because we don't really know what that is right now. <laughs> like, it could Give literally... uh, a picture you think we're going to sign or if you think they're going to stick with Stripling or Pearson. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Take a second if you need it. We can cut out dead air if we have to. No, no, no. I, I have. Okay. So my, my top of my rotation is, uh, is, uh, obviously Kevin Gosman. Yeah. And then second is Brios. Mm-hmm. Third, this is going to be controversial. Third is Manoa for me. Okay. I think Manoa is going to be the third guy in the rotation. Then we go Hunjin Ryu. And then I think at least to start the season, I think Pearson fills it out or, um, Thomas Hatch is another one that you could look at someone who could possibly fill that role as well. We haven't seen him pitch, uh, be a starting pitcher in the majors yet, but you know, from everything the organization said, they really like him. So, you know, I think it's between the two of them to battle it out. I think Ross Stripling has, you know, he's shown flashes of being like maybe a good six or seventh starting pitcher of like a guy that you're like, Oh, half of our rotations injured. We need a guy to log innings. Ross, get out there. Like, he could do that. But I think his best role is being the long man out of the bullpen for this team next year. Yeah. And I honestly, hot take, I think the that fifth spot could go to a pitcher from the Oakland A's, too. 
That's fair. No, that's not a very hot take. They're they're selling. And I, and, I, and I think in return the Jays would give up Nate Pearson. Okay, I'm at that was... point. I'm at that point where if the if the name is right, I'm because like I know he's had so many injuries, but even when he has been healthy, he's so inconsistent at the major league level. And he's not getting any younger. And look at it, our rotation. He's not the front of the line rotation anymore. Like at least not for the next five years, he won't be. Even if he gets to that point, I don't think he's going to overtake Brios and Gosman unless they fall off a cliff, which will be bad for the Jays. Yeah. So like, I think his need in the organization besides pitching depth is getting less and less, unless you're going to convert him to a bullpen arm. But even then, like with the signing of a, uh, Yuri, is it is it Yuri Guriel? Yuli, Yuli Guriel, like that bullpen's looking pretty stacked this year. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Uh, Yuli Garcia is the Yuli guy Garcia. Sorry, yeah. Guriel's the first baseman for the Astros. He's a free agent yeah. too. Both on the same team. Um, so, like, I don't know. Do you agree with me? Like, I don't see like the spot for Nate Pearson to fit on this roster is like slowly, 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 like just diminishing. Like he's not, there's no like room for him almost. I'm not saying he's not a good pitcher. I just think that, you know, you've been talking about a Ramirez trade. Maybe you send Nate Pearson to the Indians for Ramirez. No, nah, they, they, uh, they want outfielders. Like they've made it known that they want outfielders now, but, and, and by the way, it's Yimmy Garcia. I just checked to make sure. I, yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of Yimmy Garcia, I love that signing. He also uh, apparently just said, I just want to go to Toronto. And then they, they gave him the money and he's here because he he thinks they're, you know, the team to win. So people are noticing. And uh, I think it was John Heyman who tweeted it. I'd have to check. But um, apparently I, I'm, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying this is what we're going to do. I'm just saying it's possible. Carlos Correa is apparently a very good third baseman. Carlos Correa is very good friends with Blue Jays center fielder, George Springer. That's all I have to say about that. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. Anyways, my rotation for the Jays, as Curtis munches on his Tim Beeps, would have to be Gosman, of course, first. Barrios. Uh, I put Ryu at third only for uh, mixing up in the lefty in the third spot, as well as just outright respect for what he's done for the team in the last two years and how good he's been. Uh, but besides the end of it, last it, year, it could be argued that he's 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 tailing off. I, I I've said this off the podcast, so I'll say this now. My ideal Blue Jays offseason is that the rotation is so good that there's a world where you could legitimately argue that Hanjin Ryu would be the fifth starter on this team. I, I don't know. Because do you not think that Alex Manoa has passed him? No. In, ter- in, terms of, in terms of ability. Like, you have to be more specific. Like, length or just skill in general? Just ability to pitch. No, I, th- I think Ryu's still a way better pitcher. Manoa's got a lot, long way to go. Manoa didn't give up a lot of home runs last year. Ryu did. Yeah, but Ryu, it's it's different pitches, and, you know, Ryu shouldn't. Uh, I think his limit for – he used to be the guy who goes out the longest out of our starters um, last year before uh, – not last year, but you know what I mean, the year before that. Um, but he can't he can't do that anymore. Like, I think him at the third rotation spot will get him enough innings to be an important part of the team, but not um, to the point where we're pushing him. You know what I mean? And I think his match. But I think that's why you put him in the fifth spot is like, I think we were talking about this earlier, like a month ago, is I like him in the fifth spot because I think statistically you look at once he hits that 140, 150 innings pitched mark, his numbers start to drop off. Yeah. And so why not put him in the bottom of the rotation? It honestly position in the rotation besides ego doesn't matter. No. Everyone goes out, everyone gets the ball. If you pitch good, you pitch good. It doesn't matter. 
a guy, if the best pitcher in the league is pitching the fifth spot, he's still going to win the Cy Young. It doesn't matter. Well, he'd pitch significantly less innings. Yeah. Well, okay. He's not going to pitch 200 innings. Yeah. Will he pitch 170? Maybe. Yeah. If he's healthy, 180. I just think, yeah. I just think um, Pete Walker, especially, likes to play, um, and, and Charlie Montoyo, coming from the Rays, like to play matchups. And having a lefty in the middle of your rotation is extremely effective. I know. It was, wasn't it weird that last year this rotation was filled with lefties? Yeah, three lefties, yeah. And now what are they down to two? Uh, one. One. Isn't uh, Bri- no, all right, Brios is a righty. Gosman, righty, uh, Brios, righty, Manoa, and Pearson, Stripling, all righties. So I think just for that sake, because we only have one lefty, is it's best to put them right in the middle. I guess you also have to look at the uh, schedule and then you have to be like, oh, do we yeah. want? Also, we open the season against the Orioles. It's three-game series, and then uh, Tampa comes to Toronto. Okay, I, would, I wouldn't mind him pitching in Baltimore to start the season, like on, on the last night on the Sunday or whatever it is. Because then the pitch. Rays series, hypothetically, would be... Um, Manoa, oh, if... No, yeah. well, if you have if you have Ryu at the third spot, then Monday would be Manoa for the home opener, which he would love. That would be awesome. And then he, whoever is in the fifth spot, so let's say Pearson for now. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think, that... I, but I, but I think that's a conversation on its own that we could we could do a whole podcast on. Do you think that there's still something there with Pearson? Yeah, that's true. So let's not get too far into that. But I think I think he'll be a part of this team come opening day. But apparently. Up to the CBA shutdown, no more, nothing, stop, everyone, go to bed. Before that, um, uh, it was Shai Davidi, some, someone on Twitter um, that covers the Blue Jays, was saying that um, there, there was a lot of talk about the Blue Jays system around the league before the lockout happened, meaning a trade is coming, likely. Um, which, you know, we kind and of also, expect. I love everyone that they've talked to, like for signings for these press conferences has talked about the, the new facilities of the Jays have built yeah. down in Dunedin. Yep. Every single one. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, a big lure into guys who are like, yeah. Hey, especially guys, you who, get hurt, especially guys who have been injured in the past. Like if they go after someone who's been injured, you know, um, like I'm not saying we're doing this, but a guy like Kershaw would be attracted to Toronto's facilities because it'll help him get back faster. Basically is, uh, is, uh, you know, the, the complex helps that because of how, you know, high tech and, and really good our facilities are. Um, let me ask you this, and this has been going on a while. So, you know, let's keep this one short. You say Kikuchi, have you, you've heard of him, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. The Mariners starter. All-star last year. Would you be willing to give him a three-year deal worth $13 million per year? Which is $1 million more than Randall Gritchick makes. I have to look up his numbers because I haven't looked into him. He finished oh. the year off tough, but in each of his seasons, and I know you'll like this, his strikeout percentage went up and his walk percentage went down. I think, yeah. And that that right there is a recipe for success if you have Pete Walker behind you. I, I think another interesting thing that I saw on Twitter uh, as the season was winding down is also Pete Walker as a pitching coach has had, I think his staff has had a ground ball percentage. I think, I think they said like 4 or 5% lower than most of the other teams in the league. I think I think they exclude 2018 because that was just a garbage season and they basically didn't have a rotation mm-hmm. in 2018. So I think we give him a pass on that. But I think that's also a big stat, especially in the American League East, where you do not want the ball to fly. You do not want the ball in the air. Yeah. So, so I got to give credit to Pete Walker. Pete Walker is low-key the best pitching coach in the majors. Not low-key. It's, it's obvious. I think for us, it's obvious, but I think around the league, at least in the media, it's not talked about I think enough. it's becoming more known. Like what Kevin Gosman was talking about in his presser, he was basically saying like, 
guys that I've talked to, I'm, I'm sure he talked to Aaron Sanchez down in San Francisco, um, are just saying he's like a pitching guru. Like he's, it's isn't that weird work. to say Aaron Sanchez down in San Francisco? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, so obviously that's rotation. They add a, a really good bullpen arm to help Romano and, but then now we got to look at, you know, all they brought in all these guys, but then they've also lost a lot of guys these, this off season. Uh, you know, Steven Matz going to the Cardinals four year deal. He's getting paid. I'm pretty sure it's $12 million a season. Let me double check that. And then obviously <laughs> the monster contracts that Robbie Ray and um, Marcus Simeon have signed each respectively with the uh, Seattle Mariners and the Texas Rangers. Obviously you would like to keep these players, but is there one person you're more sad to see go than like out of all those three players who they've lost, who are you the most sad to see leave the organization? That's a good question. Probably Marcus Simeon. Um, Just because I mean, we signed Gosman, so that helps lighten the ray uh, blow a little bit. Um, but I think his, the missing presence of his bat at the top of the lineup, you know, unless we do something awesome, um, is going to hurt. But uh, I think the offense will be just fine without him. Like, I still think they're going to be one of the best offenses uh, in the league just because, you know, you're hoping for a full healthy year, knock on wood, of George Springer, um, which will definitely help that. Um, and you're hoping we make a couple more moves, uh, maybe a third baseman, uh, maybe Jordan Groshans or someone uh, in our system makes a big leap into the majors and has a great year, something Did, like that. Biggio actually, you know, plays I'm, in the majors. I'm 100% confident that if Biggio's healthy, he will have a great OBP year, which is what you want from him. Um, and um, also, I'm going to do this, my perfect offseason for the Jays for the rest of the year. For the rest, when we return from the lockout. Home run. Carlos Rodon is a Toronto Blue Jay. Interesting. And Matt Chapman is a Toronto Blue Jay. Matt Chapman. They will make a flurry of more moves, like, you know, minor league signings, reliever Matt signings, Chapman. stuff like that. I, but I got to think that's the one guy that the, the A's are not getting rid of. No, he's one of the like most talked about names, him, Olsen and uh, Manaya, because Chapman's heading towards arbitration. So they won't be able to pay him because they're broke. And, uh, but Olsen has years of control left, but teams want him really bad. So they're going to get the biggest price for him. Chapman's the one that it's kind of in the middle. Manaya is really valuable. He's a great pitcher, uh, but Chapman, you know, exceptional defense, great hitter, but he's about to cash in 25 plus million. So you, you got to get rid of him. So I think between Chapman and Ramirez, Chapman will be the cheaper one. Ramirez is the more valuable one with the switch hitting uh, power bat. Um, and, you know, third baseman, obviously. And then we have finally have a everyday third baseman. Um, if you told me in 2015 that uh, in five years, we wouldn't have an everyday third baseman because we were expecting Vladdy to be that guy, I would not believe you. Um, but, you know, here we are. Vladdy's great. Everyone's good. We need a third baseman, Chapman, and Carlos Rodon, Toronto Blue Jays. If that happens, if my scenario happens, a, not winning the division, and this is realistic this time, is a failure. I think that's unrealistic, the fact that that's going to happen. I like your wishful thinking. but With Carlos Rodon in that rotation and Matt Chapman in that lineup with the lineup we already No, have. but I'm saying the fact that that would even happen. Oh, what, what I want to happen. Yeah, I don't think that's oh, realistic. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's no, no, fair. if they have those players, they need to make it to the ALCS. If they don't make it to the ALCS with that lineup and yeah. that team, then yeah. fucking fire everyone. Like, yeah, literally yeah. fire everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, literally fire everyone into the sun if yeah. that happens. Yeah. But, okay, my answer is going to shock everyone. The person I'm the most sad to see go is Steven Matz. I was going to say that for a couple reasons. One, he signed for only $11 million a year, which seemed like a bargain deal considering that he had like a just above two ERA, like 
low three ERA last year. And what is the one thing that we've kept on bringing up in this podcast? Who's the fifth starter? He would have been the perfect fifth starter for this team. Yeah. He was great. And they let the Cardinals take him. It was the fourth year. I think the Jays could, the Jays easily would have matched it if it wasn't four years. Apparently the Jays had the exact same contract just for three years. Yeah. 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 It was. Yeah. And sure. I get it for him. Four years, like $44 million is a lot of money. Like, yeah. I think we talk, we, we think about it like, oh, that's not a lot of money in terms of MLB money, but in terms of being an actual real human being, that's Owning a shit ton of money. An extra $11 million is, that's a lot of money. So, like, I think is that's, that is my, because like a part of me already had like Samian and Robbie Ray leaving, like checked out. As soon as, I did too. As, as soon as Brio signed the extension, I'm like, oh, bye-bye, Robbie Ray. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way Ray's coming back now. Because yeah. in my mind, they had to pick either Ray or um, or Jose Brios, and then they were going to bring someone else in. Yeah. So, you know, is there any guys, like, that we think could fit that mold? Because that's what they need in the fifth spot, is that, like, guy that makes, like, $12 million, that will have a three ERA, you know, maybe a little bit higher than that, like a 320 ERA, that will go out every five days and take the ball because unless Pearson literally blows me away in preseason, if he's, even if he starts the team of the team this year, I will not be confident every time he takes the ball. I, yeah. After five good start, like five good starts in the majors, like in a row, then he, he that's building my confidence in a player like Steven Matz, you know, he was good. He was good his first start, his second start, his third start. Then he faced the NL. He slipped up a bit, and then he started but he cruising. Was, he was consistent. Like, he had – every pitcher has their, like, three games where they just, like, fall apart. Yeah. But I think that Matt's was everything the Jays could have wanted out of that deal. Mm-hmm. No, uh, yeah. And, and more. Can they find another guy like that who had a terrible season last year that they think they can build up? Maybe. It's possible, but I, I do, don't. I have a name, and I'm freaking forgetting. But he just got non-tendered by the Tigers. We used to have him. I think. Anyways, continue. Sorry, I cut you off. But I think that this team is a fifth starter away and a third baseman away. That's yeah. literally it. Yeah, I agree. The bench, like. Oh, we need to get a left-handed bat for the bench. I honestly could give less of a fuck. Look at what happened all last year. This team was good. They hit runs. Even without Semyon, I know they're going to manufacture what they're missing from Semyon. Because like you said, Springer's coming back for a full season. We hope. Biggio will be healthy. We hope. Slash be back to what he was in 2019 when they made that surprise playoff run. Yeah. Or 2020, sorry. And then you also got to think in that Bo and Vlad are only going to be getting better, which is fucking crazy to think about. But yeah. they're at that point in their careers where they are so young that they're still learning. Yeah. So you got to think that they're going to be maybe a little bit, if not the same. Mm-hmm. And to make the playoffs, literally all they needed was a bullpen last year. Yeah. And they're already starting to approach that and fix that. They would have been very close to the division title if our bullpen was consistent all year. I, they would have been at the division title. Well, maybe not. Maybe a couple games back. They were but, only like six or five games back, seven at the most. And they actually kind of dominated the Rays during the regular season this year. Or we, last we, season. We played well against them. I think it was a little bit closer than we think. But... Also, underrated signing, I do have to mention this. Uh, David Phelps coming back on a yeah. minor league deal is yeah. kind of underrated. He was great when he played for us. W- before he like just got absolutely mangled in like the first month of the season, he was pitching good. Yeah. So taking a flyer on him again is really good. And then obviously, like, like they have good pieces in that bullpen. Maybe add one more, maybe. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I think this team's good. I think if I think if you told me, hey, we got a third baseman, 
and that's all we did for the rest of the offseason, I'd be happy. Who who are you picking? Uh, Chapman, Ramirez, Bryant, or um, Correa if he would move to third? Or Chris Taylor, who's also been mentioned. Well, he he signed with the Dodgers. Oh, did he? Yeah. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Okay. See, there's so many things going on that I like. I some things just float right past me. Yeah, I know. But I I gotta. I know you know this, but I'm kind of in love with Chris Bryant's numbers. I think a lot of people were down on Bryant because of how bad the Cubs have been since their championship runs. Yeah. But look at what he did with the Giants when he played with the Giants last year. Played well. He played fucking amazing. And he plays any position on the field. And he has a good um, on-base percentage. He has... A strong, um, his like he has a low strikeout percentage, like, and he's done that consistently throughout his career. So it wouldn't be like odd for him just to have another good season next year. Yeah. The thing is, with for me is, term. Yeah. We have money to give because honestly, Gosman came in lower than I thought. Me too. Uh, yeah, me too. I thought he'd get twenty five. So the fact that he came in lower, I think you have some money to play with at third base. And the fact that you don't have to give up any substantial pieces to get Bryant, you can just sign him. Money's yeah. the only ob- objective. I think Rogers wants to win. Yeah, they want that's to why. That's why all this money is being put into this team. Mm-hmm. So I've, for me personally, it's Chris Bryant. Yeah, he's also he also, besides Springer, is the only person on this roster that has a winning pedigree. Because no one else has won. I. Oh, I guess Hunjin won with the Dodgers, didn't he? Or he left right before they won their World Series. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, he's he him and Spring would be the only people that have World Series pedigree, unless like because I just like you said, Jose Ramirez. I think is becoming less and less of an option because if let's say they had still had Austin Martin in their system, or as Simeon Woods or not Simeon, yeah, Simeon Woods Richardson, then yeah. I could see the Indians like ringing up the Jays and being like, "Hey, are you Guardians?" Interested? Oh fuck! You have no idea how much I'm going to do that this upcoming season. Oh, I know. No, no, no. I know. I know. The sorry, the, how much the Guardians are going to be ringing up the Jays? That's also a terrible name. I know we talked about it in an episode during the season. I'm not really awful. a fan of it. Yeah. Anyways, um, but no, the thing with that is, we can give up. This is what uh, some of the Jays uh, people were talking about on Twitter before uh, before the lockout is we have the ability to give up major prospects right now because we have four picks before the end of the second round in the upcoming draft. Oh, right, because we have the compensation, two compensation picks. picks. Right. So we have four picks in the first two rounds. And plus a lot of people that I've, I respect in the prospect world are very high on a lot of the picks the Jays made in last year's draft. Our, Cause our player development is insane. Our scouting department is so and good. I think kind of underrated is, you know, he's kind of fallen off a cliff the last couple of years and people have stopped talking about him. But uh, Adam Klofenstein is a pitcher that pitched good for Buffalo last year who made the playoffs in triple a last year. And he looks like, like one of those guys that could really maybe push for a, a There's internal run. options for 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 our problems. If Jordan Groshans and I have a huge on Jordan Groshans, so if we trade him, I will be devastated. But wait, his... okay, quick quick question. I know this is really off topic, but who did you like better as a prospect, Groshans or Martin? Groshans. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I like the pop. The, Baseball like America pop. disagrees with you because they love Austin Martin. They eat him up. Yeah, no. Like Austin Martin. I get what be... you're saying. Austin Martin is a better, I think, overall hitter. Whereas Groshan is a better power hitter because Martin doesn't hit for power. No, at least from what we've all. seen. Yeah, not at all. So I guess it depends on what you want. I think his stability at uh, the left side of the infield at short and third is valuable uh, because Martin doesn't really know where he wants to play yet. And nobody really knows where he's going to end up. Um, he's a good hitter, like for average, and he knows the strike zone well, but I think Groshans is a more complete player. 
yeah that that's my reasoning i i think i'm excited because i follow groceries on instagram and i am so excited for his spring training because he is working every day this man is like just grinding and i know all major leaguers are likely doing this but the work he's putting in it just seems like he's ready to to be in the mlb all right i think the one thing we will end off because we talked about the jays is you know there's been a lot of signings we won't get to all of them uh check out the website there's a bunch of articles that will be going up now that the lockout has started uh that you can check out about you know various teams i will have uh an article talking about the Rangers um, on their two big signings this off season. But can you talk about one team that you think has had a good off season besides the Jays to this point that you've been really impressed with? Who is your pick? The Angels. The Angels have had a fantastic off season. Uh, Loop, Syndergaard, uh, Lorenzo. I think that's his name. Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Let me look. I have it right here. Uh, Lorenzin, my bad. Um, and I think they made a – oh, and they brought back uh, Raciel Iglesias as well. Um, those four signings uh, have one key thing in common, of course, and it's pitching. The Angels have had awful pitching for the past however many years. Now that rotation consists of Lorenzen, if he gets back to the starting rotation, Otani, Syndergaard, and, you know, whatever the, they fill the last two spots, and I'm not too familiar, familiar with their system, um, but I know they have a good one. Their lineup is already fantastic, uh, and I'm sure they're still. I know they're still active in the in the market before the lockout. They were very active in in uh, the Carlos Correa market, which would be just insane if that happened. Um, but man, I, I'm really pleased with the Angels. I'm happy they're finally giving Mike Trout a team that he can work with. Uh, but yeah, that's my team. What, what about you? Mine is the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. That's, that's I really cool. like the Javier Baez uh, signing. I thought the Jays might be on him because um, him and Brios are uh, brothers-in-law. So I thought maybe he might tell him, hey, you should come over to, to Toronto when you really need a third baseman. And he's played some third base. But I think, you know, signing Javier Baez and then also getting, a, like, I am a really big fan of Eduardo uh, Rodriguez, who's pitcher Boston last year, had a great year with yeah. them i think those are two really big signings do i think they're a playoff team no i do not think they're a playoff team not yet no. but the fact that they're adding these pieces and then we see some of these prospects that you know a lot of people in baseball have been talking about for the last couple of years slowly coming to the majors now they're making impact you know they got a couple guys that still need to come up i this reminds me of like a 2018 2019 blue jays that's right tigers yeah yeah they're getting a couple pieces that seem good that will help them out in the long run. And the young guys are filtering up and really starting to make a difference on that roster. And it's about time that the, uh, that our rivals across the border in Detroit become a good team again. It's been a little while since they've really been a great team, mm -hmm. probably since, I don't know, 2014 when they traded Verlander. Yeah. This was the last time where they were somewhat competitive. And even then they weren't like, competitive competitive so it's yeah. interesting that that al central is getting interesting because the rangers are going out and buying the the uh the tigers are going out and buying and then you also have the white Sox, who are just the white Sox. they're unbelievable they're and the and royals are in the transition period of getting better and the, and the white Sox, i don't think have really lost are going to lose anyone from last year too so they're just going back with the same roster so, yeah, I mean, they added Kendall Graveman, but they lost Carlos Rodon possibly, but it's a, it's a great team regardless. So, yeah, I think I'm high on the Tigers. And again, I'll say it again. I'm not saying that they are going to be a playoff team because, you know, the White Sox are just the White Sox are amazing, but I can see, you know, give them a year or two and that team's going to be a team to watch out for in the, in the entire American league. Like they got some, good bats they got some good pitching um you know boyd has really solidified himself as a quality middle of the rotation guy for the tigers i think that's who they non-tendered actually do they non-tender boyd i'm pretty sure i'll check but i'll check okay while you do that quick research um i will say that we are wrapping up this podcast 
Uh, we're basically waiting for Tyler to <laughs> confirm whether they still have Boyd or if they non-tendered him. Yeah, Which, they non-tendered him. Oh my God, really? Yeah, he's left-hander that's available. And Hey, man. Hey, Lost. Blue Jays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Blue Jays should go pick up, pick him up. Cause he wasn't, what was his numbers last year? Uh, do also do me a that. favor. Research that. Cause I uh, thought he was decent last year. 389 ERA. That's not bad. Yeah. That's great. A fifth starter at the fifth. Oh man. Stop. I'm getting too excited, but it's a lockout right now. Uh, did, okay. Before we end, do you have any quick uh, things you want to say about the lockout? Um, I'm sad about it, um, but, you know, I really hope in the end the playoffs get expanded a little bit. And I hope, yeah, playoffs expanded is one big one for me. And um, Universal DH. Oh, Universal DH as well. And I think that's that's pretty much everything I'm hoping. Like there's the contract stuff that's going to come out as well that I, I won't get into that because that'll be a whole episode in itself. But um definitely definitely universal dh and um and and a new playoff format because i think at, at teams playing 160 the jays should not have missed the playoffs last year that's the, there was a problem there that team should not have missed the playoffs period so that's yeah. that I, i'm looking forward to seeing what happens there yeah i know padres interesting team this year i'm looking forward to seeing what they do um but I think that's going to do it for this random middle of the off season episode of the Blue Jays way podcast. Uh, Tyler, it's our favorite time of the episode. It's plug time. Uh, we've run a little bit longer than we thought we might've just because we haven't talked for so long. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad to be back, buddy, but Oh wait, Tyler's getting a phone call. <laughs> Oops. My bad. <laughs> All right. So anyways, plug time. What is your plugs for right now? You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Process Tyler Pura, CYK Tyler. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram as well uh, for all the um, Blue Jays uh, way content that I post, as well as, you know, all the OTL baseball stuff. Um, uh, and yeah, my Instagram, new Instagram handle, uh, TProsic underscore, got a new Instagram, go follow. Um, Curtis is going to like bring out with a Rangers article. Um Braden came out with a Gosman article the other day, so you can check that out as well. But yeah, that's that's it for me. And we'll we'll talk to you probably January is when you'll hear from us again. I hope maybe earlier. Yeah, I, I'm really excited because uh, me and Tyler have talked been talking behind the scenes about some things that we want to do for this upcoming season, which we're hoping to bring to you late January, early February. So we just want to thank you guys again for. Being with us for the first season, season two is coming bigger and better with, you know, quite a few guests that have already locked in for some appearances. We don't know when exactly, but they said they're going to come on. So we're excited to have them back and some new ones as well. So we'll be really excited for that. Um, For me, it's pretty simple. Uh, You guys know what it is. My Instagram, cmartin2292. I do have a photography account now that you can follow because i have been doing a lot of sports photography since i last talked to you guys and that's curtis martin photography it's pretty simple there uh you can follow me on twitter at cmartin387 and i'm again i'm retweeting everything to do with otl liking it you know if you want to know everything otl besides following otl which i recommend you do uh just follow me on twitter you will get everything that happens i'm in my feed but besides that i think it's going to do it for me that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I want to thank Tyler, as always, for joining me. And I want to remind all of you to like and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Spotify, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And make sure you check us out on all of our social medias at OTLSportsCA, on Twitter and Instagram. And go check out our latest articles on www.overlinesportsca. And we'll see you next time on the Blue Jays Way Podcast. I think I'm amazing with all the things that I